Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Andrea Heng, sitting in for Michelle Martin here on Your Money. Welcome to the last hump day of the year. Asian stocks were mixed this morning after a mega cap technology sell-off weighed on US equities. Japanese shares fluctuated. Australia climbed after a holiday break. South Korea also declined. I thought I'd start the show a little differently this morning with some interesting headlines that caught my eye. Uh, first up, ratings agency Fitch says that in a severe year scenario where residential home sales drop by 30% in China, 12 or roughly a third of its 40 rated developers could go into negative cash flow. Chinese developers currently face $19.8 billion in maturing offshore US dollar denominated bonds in the first quarter and this is according to Nomura analysts. That first quarter amount is nearly double the $10.2 billion in maturities of the fourth quarter. In the next year, real estate developers Developers are set to face an even higher amount of bond maturities, not looking good, like a good 2022 for them. Meanwhile, another interesting story, CNBC says Metaverse has won Christmas. Meta, Facebook's parent company, had the most popular app in Apple's App Store on Christmas Day, and that's called the Oculus Virtual Reality App. But the party won't necessarily last just because Meta had a great Christmas this year. To put it in perspective, we've seen companies like Amazon, Google and Fitbit win Christmas in past years thanks to sales of their gadgets. So far, none of these products have proven to be the game changer that Meta hopes VR, virtual reality, will become. Also staying in big tech, Apple has issued unusual and significant stock bonuses to some engineers in an effort to retain talent, looking to stave off defections to tech rivals such as Facebook owner Meta. Last week, the company reportedly informed some engineers in silicon design, hardware and select software and operations groups out-of-the-out-of-cycle bonuses, which are being issued as restricted stock units. The bonuses, which came as a surprise to those who received them, have ranged from about $50,000 to as much as $180,000 in some cases. Ryan, good morning to you. And um, wouldn't you like $180,000 in bonuses? I'm sure no one will complain to have more money. Uh, so what's, uh, that's what Apple is dangling. But it does uh, raise a few questions because uh, looking at some of the reports, mm. not everyone got it. And you can understand that when people read about these uh, reports, mm-hmm. the staff who did not get the bonuses will feel quite uh, hard done by Like, why did I not get picked? Yeah, and then why uh, am there's going to be out? this underlying tone of... Um, resentment um, that it's just going to not be healthy. <laughs> Maybe right? you're in the wrong department. Like, it's just a signal, hey, am I not good enough to I know. get that bonus? Yeah, all it's these just, questions. Yeah, it's just all, a lot of self-doubt that it stills in you, right? Uh, Apple was among the tech names that came up in a major sell-off last night that we mentioned. Give us a US market roundup, Brian. Yeah, let's take a look at how the um, action panned out overnight. And it was a mixed picture. Uh, And we've been talking about a Santa Claus rally for quite some time, Mm -hmm. maybe this week. But it looks like Santa is pausing for now. A bit of a mixed look with the Dow adding 0.3%, nearly 100 points. And you have the other indexes down 
the S&P 500 down 0.1%. And the Nasdaq Composite, the biggest losing index, down 0.6%. So it's a reflection of a bit of a sell-off in technology stocks. And that is with the view of how many of these tech names have run up quite a bit and maybe this time of the year, people just taking stock and reflecting that it might be time to take profit from these names. Uh, if you look at what's been happening for the S&P 500, is up around 27% year-to-date. The Nasdaq is up 22% year-to-date. The Dow in the green by 19% so far this year. So it's perhaps a reflection of how people are starting to um, get out of these tech names and going to other stocks right now. Mm. So if that stays the way it is right now with the S&P 500 uh, up by 27%, it will be the uh, first time in five years that the Nasdaq Composite has not has not outperformed the under other indexes. So mm-hmm. something to digest. And there are a couple of headwinds for tech stocks. Um, if you think about how the um, 2021 year panned out, we had the uh, vaccines being rolled out in a big fashion. And that spelled the prospects of people having to work less from home, mm-hmm. having to rely less on technology. Yeah. So not a big favor for the tech names. Mm-hmm. Also, inflation is picking up, at least not going away anytime soon. So that is indicating more rate hikes down the road. And when interest rates are high, it's not good news for growth names. So we've got a bit of a double whammy for these tech stocks, which could um, be stronger in the coming quarters. So something to look out for if you've been looking at tech stocks. It might not be as strong um, in the coming year. Yeah, sounds like Santa Claus is still very full on milk and cookies and turkey and what have you. Uh, tech stocks not looking uh, like a great um, investment at the moment, considering where there's a lot of selling off uh, overnight, especially. Um, let's turn around to our neck of the woods in Asia. Uh, in the market, what are investors looking at in this last in these last three days of 2021? Yeah, it's quite a light diary, so. So if you just take a look at risk appetite, for example, Bitcoin prices are down, uh, down under $48,000. That's a one-week low, down over 6% overnight. So a reflection of how you know, people are just getting out of some of these um, risky assets. If you take a bit of a closer look around the region, you still have some news coming out from China. And that is with China's zero covid strategy uh, against the backdrop of rising Omicron cases. So that is now seeing a lockdown in the Chinese city of Xi'an. Um, that is seeing daily infections rise to 175. That is a record high. So that is something they've been trying to um, manage for uh, quite some time. So that'll be something to see if they will continue to hold on to that zero COVID strategy, which it's going to be a big question mark in terms of impact on the wider economy. Uh, in terms of COVID numbers, we've seen record highs globally now at 1.44 million. And in the US, that has topped a new high as well in terms of daily cases, uh, 540,000. So that is something investors will be chewing on as the day unfolds. And also worth watching is the regulation uncertainty that seems to be weighing on technology stocks in Asia, especially in China as well. The China Tech Gauge, the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index is down 1.5%. That's around how some of these uh, regulations could 
be tighter in the coming year. So investors selling off. Um, that has seen the Hang Seng Tech Index down also, 0.9%, led by the likes of Kwai Show and Tencent. Uh, some of these jitters around the new rules on overseas IPOs, um, those um, tech names especially trying to raise funds overseas. Mm. So just to give you an example of jitters, Alibaba was down 1.5% overnight in US trading. Yeah, we, we spoke about that briefly yesterday uh, about how China is clamping down on companies, especially tech companies that, are, that have been trying to raise uh, foreign investment and capital uh, overseas. Staying in China for just a little bit, um, just weeks after the US placed a unit of sense time on a blacklist for alleged human rights violations, the firm is now about to make founder Tang Xiaoo, pardon me, one of the world's richest people. Uh, it is China's largest artificial intelligence company, AI to you and me, priced it, its initial IPO offering um, at $3.85 Hong Kong dollars. Sorry, that's 3 Hong Kong dollars and 85 cents per share. And that's going, going to raise $5.55 billion. That was actually the bottom of the expected mm. range we, we talked about. Um, can you tell us more about what's going on with this IPO now? They've, they've finally landed in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, so this is set to make its day one debut on uh, December the 30th. So that'll be one to watch tomorrow to see how well it does. Um, it does have a few question marks because it was put on the blacklist, which was the reason why it was delayed. So it has also seen the price range drop to the bottom of that window. So something to keep in mind as we see that make its debut. But you do have the man who owns... A 21% stake, you mentioned the founder Tang Xiaoo, uh, said to be one of the richest people in the world. Mm. Uh, so his uh, 21% stake in the company is going to be worth $3.4 billion and that will make him one of the richest in the world. So that is something to watch out for and to give you a bit of a backdrop, um, you've got the company Sense Time in the um, news for well some, some wrong reasons because they've been accused of using their facial recognition software mm -hmm. to oppress the Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang province. Mm. So something that will likely to be um, continued to play out as um, concerns around corporate governance and ESG um, calls from some of their investors. So it will be the first overseas offering by a high-profile Chinese tech unicorn since Didi Global. So it is going to be a bit of a milestone of sorts. That's right. The shares are scheduled to start trading tomorrow, December 30th in Hong Kong, and it will give the company a market value of more than $16 billion. Uh, staying in China for a little bit or that side of the world, Ant Group says it will shutter its mutual aid healthcare platform, Xiang Hubao, following similar moves by other internet giants, including Meituan and Waterdrop, amid China's crack down on the once booming fintech business. Uh, just a little uh, background for you, Xiang Hubao, which uses crowdfunding to help pay medical costs for critical illnesses, will cease operations January 28th. That's almost exactly a month from now to protect the interests of all participants in the longer run. And this is according to a statement from the company itself. What can you tell us about this, Ryan? Yeah, it's a reflection. Reflection as well of how the jitters are playing out around the uh, tightening of um, regulations in China. So mm. Ant Group 
has this interesting um, type of um, business model where people can crowdfund to help pay for medical costs. So mm. you can sign up for free, but when someone falls sick, everyone helps to do their part to crowdfund and pay a fraction of the um, entire medical bill. So it's quite innovative in that sense. But the bad news is it's unregulated because um, um, that is something that's quite innovative and new and the regulations have not caught up to it yet. So the Chinese regulators have said, no, this is something they want to take a closer look at and they are just putting some pressure on that sector. And it seems like after some nudging behind the scenes, the likes of Ant Group have um, decided to close down this service on January the 28th. Yeah, the banking and insurance regulator did say uh, in January this year that it was monitoring risks at firms engaging crowdfunding, uh, particularly in the healthcare sector. Uh, and this comes uh, obviously after uh, what happened with Meituan. And Meituan, uh, it has its main business in food delivery and it, they closed that platform. Uh, and the Ant said the same day that the chief architect of Xianghu Bao had resigned. Waterdrop also closed its mutual aid platform in March. Let's go to the other side of Asia, India's technology startups will continue Continue to attract capital from both private and public markets next year as they grow and mature. And this is according to investors who spoke with CNBC. There was a notable shift in the country's startup environment this year with several high-profile companies making their stock market debuts. Uh, if, you, if you've been following us, the, you'll know that these include food delivery app Zomato, payments giant Paytm and the parent company of online insurance aggregator Policy Bazaar. More startups are in the IPO pipeline, including Ola, which is a ride-hailing company there, and Indian hotel chain Oyo. I've seen that logo mm. around. Uh, so what's going on? Why why do why are investors bullish on India's startup outlook despite some disappointing data from the IPO market there? I guess overall, it's a bit of... Uh success begets success, right? When people see all the headlines around how some of these um, unicorns and startups uh, make a successful debut on a stock market, it just creates a bit of a formal sort of uh, <laughs> feel. So investors want a piece of the action. So that's attracting capital from both private and public markets. Um, so you pointed out a couple of names, Zomato, Paytm, um, Policy, Policy Bazaar, Oyo. Now, all these are big names and catching the attention of uh, many investors and everyone wants to be betting on the next big thing and India has a lot of these startups um, coming up. Yeah, that's really interesting. What's next for them? While startups are expected to continue attracting capital next year, the pace of fundraising and growth may slow down comparatively. That's because there was a lot of pent-up demand this year uh, around funding rounds that were scheduled to happen uh, in the pandemic year of 2020. Obviously, those were postponed because of COVID-19. The picture still shows India as a growing market, but it does point to steady longer-term year-on-year growth instead of a one-off spike this according to one analyst uh, speaking on the uh, in, in on the IPO section uh, in India there. Um, let's come around home, Ryan, to the Singapore uh, markets. Uh, let's look at the STI. What's happening over there? Who are the winners? Who are the losers today? Okay, let's check in on the Singapore markets. And we've got the STI slightly in the green right now by 0.2%, 3,135. And just taking a quick look at the 30 constituents, we've got four losers only so far. Comfort Delgro right at the bottom 
0.7% down. And this is amid news of its um, divestment of a 70% um, stake in Vietnam Taxi Company. It will get $3.3 million for that transaction. So that's something um, that's playing out for ComfortDelGro. Um, so top losers also include Dairy Farm, which has been the top winner for the past two days, is now down by 0.7%. Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust is down by 0.5%. DBS is down slightly by 0.1%. At the other end of the table, Maple Tree Logistics Trust is up by 1%, followed by CityDev in the green by 0.9%. And CDL is in the news for appointing its current Group Chief Strategy Officer, Craig Eng Sheng, to be its new Chief Operating Officer from January the 1st. Mm. Also announcing that Philip Yeo Yatcock will be redesignated as non-independent director from January the 1st after having served more than nine years on the board. And looking at other movers in the green right now, SGX is up by 0.8% at 945. Uh, they are making headlines for an MOU it has signed with Shenzhen Stock Exchange to establish an exchange-traded fund or ETF link. Uh, this is something that will look to list feeder ETFs, which link locally listed ETFs to ones listed on the other exchange. So pretty much opening up the options for investors on both sides, uh, something that might see more volumes in China and Singapore. So that's playing out for SGX. And that is the picture we have for the Singapore market so far. Overall looking good, the STI is rallying. We'll have the digits for you later at the ten, at the 9.30 hour, actually. Um, so coming up next, we have uh, the Money and Me conversation that Michelle Martin had with Tim Phillips, the head of content for Prosper Us by CGS CIMB. Uh, if you're a millennial tuning in or if you uh, have millennial children, <laughs> how how I wonder how that picture will look like. Uh, that would be my parents actually um, you might want to think about the stocks that millennials are currently looking into uh, that conversation is coming right up in the 10 o'clock hour stay tuned before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o Available on Google Play or the App Store.